0: You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDETM. Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Metro Detroit has one of the largest and most diverse Muslim populations in the country. And yet, it's a part of the Southeast Michigan community that often gets overlooked or silenced when we talk about the story of Detroit and where we're headed as a community. An ongoing exhibition at the Stamp School of Art and Design at the University of Michigan hopes to amplify those stories using archival materials, social and political artifacts, photography, and art. According to its curators, the Halal Metropolis exhibition, quote, explores the congruent and contradicting ideas, aesthetics, and cultures working to make the Halal Metropolis both a real and imaginary entity. The exhibition runs through next Tuesday, July 20th, at the Stamps Gallery in downtown Ann Arbor. And here to talk about it are two of the lead curators. Osman Khan is associate professor of the Stamp School of Art and Design at the University of Michigan and co-curator of this exhibition. Uh, Welcome to Detroit Today, Professor Khan. Uh,
1: Good morning, Stephen. Thank you for having us. Yes.
0: Also with us is Sally Howell, who's an historian and a director of the Center for Arab American Studies at the University of Michigan, Dearborn. She is the other uh, co-curator. Sally, welcome to Detroit Today.
2: Uh, thank you, Stephen.
0: It's good to be here. So uh, I'm going to start with uh, just an overview of this exhibition. What should people expect to learn if they go see this? I'll start with you, uh, Professor Khan.
1: So I think one of the more amazing things people will realize that the Muslim community has been part of the Detroit story for a long time. Um, a lot of people focus on more maybe the post-9-11, but really since the sort of turn of the 20th century, the Muslim uh, community has been part of the Detroit story, and I think that'll that'll sort of fascinate people to know about. Uh, the other thing, of course, is just sort of the new kind of aesthetics that are coming out, uh, the kind of hybridity of cultures, and then, of course, the work the the artists have have shown will be, uh, I think, quite remarkable to see. Yeah, uh,
0: Sally, in the description for the exhibition, you say it attempts. To quote, make the halal metropolis both a real and imaginary entity. I wonder what you mean when you say the exhibit makes the metropolis an imaginary entity. What, what is that word doing there?
2: Well, I think the community is always a, an act of imagination. <laughs> it's not, it's not just, a, it's not just brick and mortars. It's also the ways in which people identify with one another, see one another, and what we're trying to do with this project is to, you know, really shine a spotlight on the community, show some of the diversity of the community, uh, show the many ways in which uh, Muslims who are from so many different backgrounds, I mean, really, they represent all of the diversity that we find here in Michigan. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they're creating communities almost out of nothing in some places. Um, You can see in the neighborhoods uh, surrounding Hamtramck or surrounding Dearborn, you can see all these mosques coming up and and uh, you know this this is how my interest in this topic really got started. I was looking at you know wherever you see a mosque, suddenly you also see a marketplace. You mm-hmm. see um, maybe schools start uh, start opening and restaurants and all these things. And suddenly you know the neighborhood is coming alive. And this isn't just happening in the city of Detroit. It's happening out in the suburbs too. I mean. Big areas of like Dearborn Heights right now are really being, you know, economically revitalized. This is people who are who are creating something together. And that's always an act of imagination.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Sally, you've written a number of books on the history and uh, the presence of Muslim groups in Metro Detroit. Uh, What is it about our region that has made it so attractive to Muslims from other places?
2: Well, initially it was, uh, imagine that it was the Ford Motor Company and the $5 workday that brought people here.
0: Um, and that brought everybody really the, here, right?
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The, the first mosque opened just one block away from the, from the Highland Park factory on Manchester. Um, and it was a, uh, you know, a real mix of people from the former Ottoman provinces, you know, Eastern Europe, um, the, the Western part of the Middle East. And, uh, Um, you know, South Asians, a lot of Turks, um, and obviously there were African-Americans there who were exploring Islam as well. So that was the first mosque. The the second sort of set of mosques opened in Dearborn. (laughs) People followed uh, Ford to Highland, I mean, to Dearborn when he built the Rouge Factory. And... uh, And then um, later, when our immigration laws opened up again in the 1960s, I think the thing that really made Detroit such a center was the fact that there were these existing mosques, these existing communities, existing restaurants, you know, and and so people came and they found other Muslims. And that's what happens today. Now we have all this new immigration that's happening from, um, uh, you know, a lot of refugee populations are coming from Iraq or from Syria and they might be settled in some other part of the United States, but they come here because here they see this thriving community and they want to be a part of it.
0: Osman, hmm. uh, I, I wonder uh, if you can talk about some of the ways that the Muslim population here in Metro Detroit uh, embodies the Muslim experience in America more broadly. And in what ways you think being Muslim in Metro Detroit is just kind of uh, unusual or, or maybe even unique to this region?
1: So, yeah, so on that point, and I think it goes to the, even the title of this notion of the halal metropolis, mm-hmm. one is, is the diversity of Muslim voices and narratives. It's not a uh, monolith. There's different communities. But also sort of the ease of maybe being a Muslim. Uh, I just had my family over, uh, my parents and my brothers and sisters, uh, to come to over the 4th of July. And just the ease of going to a restaurant and knowing the food is halal, uh, buying food, uh, there's a piece, I think, uh, in the show of mine that, uh, talks about when I was growing up in New York, you know, looking at bologna sandwiches and knowing that it's pork and kind of feeling like, oh, I can't eat that. Hmm. But now, you know, you can get halal bologna, <laughs> you can get a, a <laughs> you know, halal bacon. So there's a kind of easiness of being a Muslim in, in Detroit. Um, like, uh, Sally said, the rise of mosques, but the rise of all these communities, um, um you know you'll find a muslim at any stone's throw here so it's uh, in that sense i think it's shifted And, and then the other thing that's really exciting for me is we're now moving beyond just especially with the immigrant communities looking back to the homelands for traditions but actually creating our new new traditions new hybrids new kind of aesthetics that are really muslim american as opposed to you know f- from the homeland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's actually quite exciting for me um be it in in visual culture, food culture um that I think uh, in that sense this region is uh leading leading the way. Yeah. I mean there are other sort of centers in America but this region is definitely uh, providing a lot of that, uh, yeah. I mean the fact that Biden said "Inshallah," right? <laughs> that we're infiltrating, right? Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, so, so, I want to talk a little more about the uh, the exhibition itself and uh, the ways in which it might address some of the misconceptions Metro Detroit might carry with them uh, about the Muslim uh, community. What it, give us a sense of how the the exhibition, Asman? Uh, kind of uh, smashes through, I guess, things that uh, people believe that probably aren't true.
1: So I think the one thing that sort of comes out of is, in a way, how normal (laughs) Muslims are. You know, uh, when you were talking about the imaginary, Hollywood's a good sort of, uh, um, um, you know, meter to understand kind of the imaginary. So in the early, you know, before the 50s, the Muslim was seen as an exotic you know belly dancing kind of uh orientalist sort of vision then later on it sort of becomes the terrorist and uh mm-hmm. so so one thing you'll realize none of that is here there these are people you know this is communities that just want to you know uh provide for families uh gather together have good times you know um so in a way that that's reflected um um be it um with sort of uh, spots on, on food, or on, on living, or even the rise of politics. So that's another part that sort of uh, is is coming about, Muslims being being very active in politics. Uh, and, and I think that's a very kind of post 9-11 sort of move. Mm. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sally, uh,
0: what, what kind of stories do you think we need to see or hear more uh, about the Muslim population here in Metro Detroit?
2: Uh, well, I, I like what Osman was saying when he was pointing to the exhibit. I mean, yeah. So here we're, we're narrating sort of the like the hybridity of like holiday celebrations and. Um, the ways in which you know the, the Islamic holidays have become a part of the rhythm of the of the of the Metro Detroit community, and in fact Tuesday is uh, Eid al-Fitr, and we en- we encourage anybody who's celebrating uh, to maybe bring your family to the show <laughs> while you're celebrating. <laughs> um, but I I think that the narrative that I would really like to see people talk about more is just when they talk about you know the the revitalization of the city of of Detroit itself. We're always you know so much of that. Um, the energy of the conversation is focused on midtown and downtown, um, and people are saying, what about the neighborhoods? You know, why aren't the neighborhoods being a part of this conversation? And I think it would be really interesting to see more of a focus on some of these Muslim neighborhoods, where the you know, the, the, the housing prices have sort of maintained, they've been, you know, there's real stability in those neighborhoods in mm-hmm. terms of the kind of investments people are making and, and the ways in which, you know, like a, 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 the city of Hamtramck, for example, is, um, you know, the... People all over the metro area know about the diversity of the food there. Um, a lot of people, a lot of, uh, you know, teachers and police officers and people who work in the city of Detroit, that's, that's, their, that's where they go for lunch and things like that. You know? But they don't necessarily think, oh, this is the Muslim community. They might think, oh, that's, you know, that's an immigrant community, or maybe they still think it's a Polish community. You know, but it it would just be helpful to hear people sort of including more Muslims in this narrative about the future of the city. Yeah. Uh,
0: And last question, because we're going to run out of time. But uh, what about the tensions that exist in Metro Detroit around the growth of the Muslim population? I know of some uh, tensions that are still unfolding in places like Dearborn and Hamtramck. Uh, Does the exhibition confront those head-on, Sally? I
2: mean, we, we do. Um, we, we, we confront it head-on <laughs> by documenting it, by mm-hmm. documenting the history of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, we look, uh, we look at, I mean, there's this long narrative of people opening mosques in areas that, where it's new to have a mosque, mm-hmm. like, uh, like in the city of Warren. And often those mosques are, you know, there's a lot of protests around those mosques. I think a lot of us think that that started in the, you know, after 9/11. But there was a congregation that tried to open a mosque in Warren in the 1970s, and, you know, the 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 kind of racism that the congregation faced yes. was was something they couldn't handle. Mm-hmm. You know, they they went all the way out and built their mosque way out, uh, um, in. Um, Rochester Hills, you know, mm-hmm. far from the city, you know, on a farm, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a long history of that narrative, and it's still happening. I mean, we see anxiety in Dearborn today, or in, a, in a Hamtramck today, especially in election years, because the uh, the Dearborn City Council um, has recently been a um, Arab majority city yes. council. The Hamtramck one has been a Muslim majority city council, and this is a, this is an election year. So, um, but I think that in a place like Dearborn, we've we've kind of moved past that. Clash of cultures idea. And I think we've probably moved past it in Hamtramck, too. There are voices that want to raise that, um, that concern in an election year. But, you know, from the, 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 the kinds of debates that I'm hearing on the ground and on social media, people are really talking more about the concerns of those communities in the present. Yeah. You know, we just went through a major flood in, uh, right. in Detroit and in Dearborn. Dearborn was especially affected by that. And mm-hmm. that's the issue people are talking about. Who's going to provide the best leadership for the city? in this moment of crisis, not, not, you know, yeah. who looks the most li- like us or yeah. something like that. Yeah.
0: Okay. Halal Metropolis runs through next Tuesday, July 20th, at the Stamps Gallery in downtown Ann Arbor. Osman Khan and Sally Howell thank both of you for being here to talk about it on Detroit Today. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you. It's going to do it for us today. I'll be back tomorrow. We're going to take a look at the overwhelming emotional, social, and collective trauma of the COVID-19 pandemic. We're going to look at the neuroscience of trauma and talk with the psychotherapist behind a new term, post-pandemic stress disorder. This is 1019 WDETFM, Detroit's NPR station.